This is the tale of the Dogzone 9000. I am your mystical narrator, Robert Brockway. And with me is that noble barbarian, Sean Baby. <laughs> I take it back. I, I don't think we should do it. No, I love it. Accompanied, for... as always, oh. by Archer and Thief, Lydia Bog. <laughs> hello, thank you. Mystical hello. Yep. This is the day of high adventure. All right, so it turns out I don't have a Mako impression. I, I really said, thought I, I had that effect. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, right. it was totally fine. Well, this would be a crazy show if we weren't going to talk about Conan. That would be just the weirdest <laughs> fucking introduction. Uh, before we get into just a blood rage here, Lydia, do you want to plug anything? What do you got going on? Where can we find more of you? Oh, um... Uh, you can find me on Twitter at you know Lydia, or I uh, will be in the next Trailer Park Boys comic book, which is coming out in September. Uh, I think it's like September 4th. I don't know. But if you go to trailerparkcomics.com, you can pre-order it, and, uh, and I'll be in that. Well, awesome. Yay. So you're in the first one and the second one. Are they going to get you in on the third, or do you not know that yet? I don't know yet, but I am pitching for the third, so maybe. Right. Well, if everybody goes out and fucking buys it, mm-hmm. I might be in the third. Yeah, so everybody fucking buy it so I can get in the third book, please. And and I don't know, write write the publisher and say I bought it because of Lydia Bug, I guess. I don't know how that works because there's yeah. a bunch of people in it. Let's start a mail-in campaign. Everybody oh, no. loves those. They, <laughs> they, they like, will love you for that. They would, yeah, definitely fire me. Like, is, is everyone Mail in mailing us? Live bugs for more <laughs> Lydia Bug. <laughs> yeah. Send them a voicemail of you doing a Mako impersonation. <laughs> everybody loves that. <laughs> this is the podcast where we try to get Lydia fired from one of her other jobs. <laughs> More Lydia for us is, is the That's idea. exactly it. That's the plan. <laughs> okay. All right. So all right, Conan the Barbarian is one of my favorite movies. It is completely ridiculous on every level. And if you think you can predict what kind of ridiculous it's going to be, you're totally wrong. It's, <laughs> it's like it's at once barely a movie and five movies. And I, I love it so much. And it turns out. Lydia has never seen Conan. If you can believe it. What a treat it. this must have been. Never seen Conan. <laughs> yeah. Let's um, let's get your thoughts on it. Your your high level thoughts on the movie. Um, right I'm sure, off the bat. sure this this will be controversial, but I thought there were some problems with it. Oh. Um, <laughs> really? Oh. Really? really? You know, just some small things. Uh, I have a lot of questions about like there were. Scenes that I thought, well, surely this will go somewhere. And it, <laughs> then it never came back. It was just over. But I did like what you, I think, like about it, too, which is that no movie has ever surprised me more. I can definitely yeah. say that, where there were a hundred times where I was like, oh, yeah, well, I know what's going to happen next. And it would somehow <laughs> be so far away from what I thought was going to happen. You, you, can um, just, you can never predict... Conan's next action and like as a character and it turns out also in the movie it's just a he's a force of chaos and this is his story wait 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 this is his story that's getting worse his was a tale of sorrow damn it that's such a good Mako impression how are we how were you were you not doing that at the start uh, 11% barbarian is really the well, was, barbarian was, was a barbarian. Get, he was a no. He, he was a barbarian wizard. Like even the barbarians oh. have nerds, and he's like a but barbarian it's, nerd. It's like a Star Wars thing. Like I can speak the languages of like as a barbarian, I speak the languages the people I'll run into as a barbarian. So I speak like desert wizard and archer thief. 
Uh, step dork. Snake. Yeah, I, steep, I speak step dork. <laughs> yeah, that checks out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I love Conan the Barbarian right from the start. Like the very, and I'm talking right from the start. It opens with a quote by uh, Nietzsche. And, uh, yeah. And I, I, would, I just have always loved imagining taking a time machine back to Nietzsche <laughs> and showing him Conan the Barbarian and being like, this is what you were talking about, right? With it. Whatever kill you doesn't make yeah. you stronger. You meant, you meant Conan the Barbarian, right? See, and I he, only know that as like, like a Britney Spears lyric. So I was like, oh, that's where Britney got. Huh. <laughs> Britney and Conan. Directly, directly the connection Conan. is made through Nietzsche is what I've always been saying. She uh, got it so, by being just a huge fan of Nietzsche. And, and or a huge just, fan of Conan. Maybe she's oh, a Conan yeah, person. Probably both. That could be. So, uh, Liddy, did you solve the riddle of steel? When you meet Crom in the afterlife, are you prepared to answer the riddle of steel? Oh, no. I think Crom's definitely going to kick my ass. I, oh, I don't, okay. I've not touched much steel. I've never, I don't think, held a sword. He probably wouldn't like that. Um, <laughs> See, I, I'm kind of an entry-level Conan nerd, but... I always thought that the Nietzsche quote was the answer to the riddle of steel. Like, that which does not kill us makes us stronger is a reference to how the will of man must be tempered by Oh, it's like like a Jeopardy situation. So they open by giving us the answer and then they pose the question. But I think it's a red herring. And in fact, the real riddle of steel is you're supposed to kill Krom. Like, I think when Krom says, what is a riddle of steel? Like, you kill Krom. And either you fail or succeed. Yeah, and... So you either become Krom or it's like a fake Krom that he set up just so you could kill it. And he's like, okay, you can come to Valhalla. Or nobody ever kills Krom and he's, there's just nobody in Valhalla. Which <laughs> Everyone is just dead. Yeah, they all the try to kill Krom. And it's yeah. just real lonely. Like, oh, yeah. I wish I hadn't fucking gone to Valhalla. See, <laughs> I thought the Riddle of Steel was more metaphorical. Like your life is the answer to the riddle. And Krom is like mm-hmm. watching if you live your life by... Like the rule of steel, which Conan obviously was. So I was like, I don't get why he's stressed about meeting his god. It seems like he's doing a lot of killing people with that sword. Yeah, he really is a, a good servant of Krom, who who gives you the strength to kill your enemies and basically nothing else. Like Krom is a, the dickest of all the gods. And, but uh, but he does listen one time and a very important time, and that's yeah. more than our god ever does, right? That's true. In your face, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I worship Crom now. Is, if Crom is going to show up for me one time, that's 100% more than any other god. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Cromite? Crom, I'm a Cromunist? Um, I'm not much of a, like a theologian, but like, like in real life, but I do like the moments in movies when one of the characters who's religious like looks at their god and is like, okay, if you don't help me here, fuck you, god. Like, there's a moment, uh, obviously, Conan, it's great. Uh, do you remember Major League when uh, uh, Pedro Serrano is like, if you could not help me hit the curveball, I say, fuck you, Joe Boo. And then he, like, cranks the curveball. Like, that's a great moment. That is a great film. Gotta be a callback to Conan. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's a Conan reference. Just, just like sure. Britney Spears. Britney Spears in Major League uh, just came directly from Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> yeah. I think it might have actually been Kelly Clarkson. There's a song. What's that song? D- D- what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I think it's Kelly Clarkson. 
the people that listen to our podcast, the crossover between right. people who like Hot Dog and Britney Spears, those people, which is probably like about two of them, are going to come for me. Was this a trap? Like, we just went along with it, and you're like, ha-ha, fools, you didn't re- realize that it was actually Kelly Clarkson? It's, it's a popular pop song that, like, the the chorus is what doesn't kill you, make you makes you stronger. I don't know what gorgeous blonde-haired white lady sings it, but it, it's a thing. Definitely a Conan reference. Yeah. Whoever it is loves Nietzsche. <laughs> Has built their entire career on his works. Well, yeah. I've created a secretly incredibly fascinating series of Conan facts that if Alex Schmidt was here, he would present them like this and he would present a song about stats sent in by a reader. And uh, this one has been sent in by Beef Load and it's... um, Like a stat at a hill, I'll be gone when the morning comes. When the night is over, like a stat at a hill, I'll be gone, gone, gone. Like a stat at a hill. All right, Jamie, I want to keep all 11 minutes of that. And when you bring in the guitar, like, just get fucking warbly with it. I want it to sound like a chopper engine. And now, on to the facts. 1932. That was the year Conan the Barbarian was created by Robert E. Howard, a bodybuilder and boxer. So, uh, his nickname was Two-Gun Bob. Uh, and he... Uh, Died tragically of suicide at age 30. Oh, 100 hot dog! Uh, okay, we gotta stop ending podcasts like that. We can't keep ending podcasts on the suicide silence. Okay, okay. The joke works once. <laughs> I, so these are some more um, exciting facts. 1950, the year the first Conan novel was written. Now, um, could you make a guess, Liddy, on how many Conan comic books there were? Oh, I'm going to guess it's a lot, because even though I didn't know the movie, like, I knew of Conan as a character, even though it's something I would never, ever read, which means it's mm-hmm. probably, like, pretty pretty around if I've heard of it. So I'm going to guess, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, like 150? That's not too bad a guess. Uh, the first Conan the Barbarian series ran for 275 issues. Oh, wow. There were 16 different Conan series. And those are series that went at least 10 issues. And then there were 71 other Conan miniseries or one-shots. So uh, he's been in 87 comic book titles. That feels right, because he's absurd. he seems very 80s. Like, he was really big in the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. Well, 50s is when the novels started oh. coming out. And, of course, 30s is when he was big in the short story comics. And so, I mean, he's been around for almost 100 years now. That's crazy. Yeah. And uh, it's what's very appealing about this character to everyone? Just that he's beefy and wears like a tiny little loincloth, I guess. Here's what I think is the best about Conan is he's uh, not quite a good guy. He's he generally stumbles his way into heroism. But for the most part, he's just kind of a, a drunk, uh, out of control, like just sucker to his own it. Like he'll go into a bar, get fucking completely trashed make sweet love almost all the trouble he runs into is his own, his own doing like he'll just sort of wake up somewhere and like oh i got drugged or no i just drank too much and like there's just an appeal to a character that just doesn't say no to shit and kicks total ass i think that's yeah he's why just I a like pure Conan. agent of chaos like whatever happens happens and he's along for that ride and repercussions are just 
a word people keep saying to him the next day. He just, <laughs> what is that word? Oh, you speak like a foul wizard. <laughs> like every, almost every time he gets in trouble throughout the series, but also certainly in this movie. It's because he got like really drunk or he was too horny. Like it's yeah, that they just capture him because he passes out. <laughs> okay, that is just funny. should like, have been that should have been a big fight scene, but they're just like no. And then they bring him before the yep. king, all hungover. I'm like, that's he, does, he can't that's even fight back. He's just like, oh god, I feel terrible. Yeah, I did love Conan. that part I, of the movie. <laughs> the producer uh, Dino De Laurentiis uh, really didn't like that. Like he wanted that removed from the movie. But then they fought to keep it. The director and um, I, Oliver Stone was the writer. I don't think how he was involved at that point in the production. But like, it's a very Conan thing to do. Is just get so fucking hammered that you wake up in prison. Um, I do have one more fact. I want you to try to guess this one. $230,000. What do you think that reference is? The amount of money that somebody bought Conan the character for. Oil budget on the movie, just like <laughs> but, but oil budget. <laughs> that cannot be the budget of the movie. It can't be that cheap. No, just no, the, the movie oil was budget. movie was nineteen million yeah. in nineteen eighty two money. Two hundred thirty thousand of that was straight up butt oil. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually what they paid Arnold Schwarzenegger. That was his fee for being a Conan for horse training and fight training and bodybuilding and voice coaching. And they're like, all right, give the Give the principal actor of this huge mega film two hundred thirty thousand yeah, dollars. I hope he got royalties or something. I mean, I'm sure he did on the ensuing movie. Yeah, I, and I don't. We don't need to worry about Arnold Schwarzenegger's money. I'm just saying that's yeah, a I hope small he's okay. amount of money. I hope he's doing all right. <laughs> like, does anybody know they, how he's doing? They like let him be a governor after this. Like that blew my mind. <laughs> I think okay if, I, when, if this blew your mind the rest of Arnold Schwarzenegger's life <laughs> yeah. it, the rest of his life was basically just just Conan like that's also who Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger was at least as a young man like you have to understand to me in the 90s uh you know he was kindergarten cop and uh Ooh. junior and he was like the big sweet guy you, like I, you can see that guy okay. jingle all the governor. way yeah, jingle all the way, that guy. And then I see this, and I'm like, this does not seem like Republicans would be very on board with this guy, like, throwing a woman into a fire as he has sex with you her. Don't, you don't Wait, think about things like that? Yeah. yeah. Never mind. Yeah, you figured it out. You solved the riddle of steel. <laughs> I, I also read that each of the broadswords used by Conan uh, cost $10,000 to make, estimated cost, because they had, like, Make these beautiful swords and then like fuck them up so they looked. All so if old. they made twenty three swords, that's Arnold's yeah. entire paycheck. Like it's entirely possible they spent more on swords. Yes, on that's swords the point I was on. making. That's the riddle of steel. <laughs> it all leads didn't back. Look good either. It did not look like a ten thousand dollars sword. I think they could have done fine with plastic. Honestly, I, I think yeah, we could, would have noticed plastic. But yeah, it, ten thousand seems way. If if someone said, "Hey, I can make you a sword, but it's going to cost." $10,000, that'd be eight times more than you'd expect. You'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, these yeah. better, like, still last now. Somebody better be handing these down to their children to, like, use in the upcoming Water Wars. <laughs> what a terrible weapon that'd be in the Water Wars. Like, <laughs> swimming around with this 80-pound broadsword. <laughs> well, it's not the... 
Yeah, okay. It's swimming. It's water. <laughs> All you have to do is shove someone off the boat, and their sword that is strapped to their back will be their end. <laughs> all right. Well, we've made it to the quote that opens Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. All right. We we made it. We made it to the quote that opens. <laughs> this I was a shot in Spain. I think childhood uh, at all. I, I think this I, is entirely appropriate for this movie that will ramble for a long time on nothing, and then yeah. at other times it's just pedal to the floor, taking yeah. you somewhere, and you have no idea where, but you know it's on fire. So, so you're, I'm going to recap real quick mm-hmm. the start of this movie. <clears throat> okay. So Conan, as a child, his, his dad explains to him the whole nature of the riddle of the steel. And uh, almost immediately, his peaceful life is destroyed when raiders come to his village. And uh, mm-hmm. two of them look like guys out of Spinal Tap. And then there's James Earl Jones, who is just absolutely beautiful. Even with his long helmet hair, it's just the weirdest haircut anybody has ever seen in their life. Yeah. And his, his green contacts. And, and the he bangs, just... the, such bad bangs. Yeah, he totally cut his own bangs that morning. <laughs> <laughs> and he just, he corners Conan's mom and he just like stares at her until I think she falls in love with him. Yeah. I Am couldn't I wrong figure out what it's, that was. She lowered her sword. It's not I thought she made was clear. just like... I thought she was like, oh, he's not going to kill me. And I thought that too. He looks at her with the biggest puppy dog eyes like, Mm -hmm. I just need your love, baby. And he does it for so long. And the movie just, I swear to God, I don't know how long it actually is. It feels like 20 minutes of just staring at her. It's at least 20 minutes, yeah. Until she lowers her sword and he cuts her head off. And that's that's how they choose to spend their like wildly erratic time. Yeah. And And he cuts her head off with her husband's sword. The man they just killed. Like they made a big show of yeah. looking at this sword. And they sort of mentioned later that that's what they're here for. That these guys are raiding villages to get their steel. But in the voiceover, Mako is like, oh, no one knows why the fuck they did this. <laughs> and just... then he tells you later, yes, that drove me nuts. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we do know. <laughs> well, Mako also, he explains sometime in there, like, I'm your narrator. And like, I, there's a reason I'm the guy telling this story. And then that that's not right. true, like ever. Because test audiences had no idea what was happening. <laughs> because I met him. So it could have been anybody. Like, he yeah. wasn't really pivotal. I mean, there was one scene which maybe he's pivotal, but, but hopefully we'll get to that. Well, so, and he uh, also, too, said he never saw those guys again. And then, and then he did yeah. very much for the rest of the movie see them multiple yeah, times. Mako, yeah. It's implied that Mako is just kind of high all the time. <laughs> and, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so I think that's that's what's going on with the narration. But they uh they take young Conan and they bring him to a wheel in the middle of the desert and then mm-hmm. they strap him and all the other children to this wheel and have them turn it. And my uh the my favorite of part pain. of this is that there is nothing. There's nothing around. The wheel is not connected to right. anything. There are no outlying buildings. There's just a big <laughs> wheel. That all yeah. the kids have to turn for no purpose. Yeah, whatever grain they're milling is it's not going anywhere. It's not there's, being stored. It's yeah, just there's a no nothing grain. Mill. Nobody does anything. But it's not just like to be cruel and torture them because they assign a single guard. Uh-huh. So this huge desert, and they have several shots where you can see off to forever that there's nothing. 
This guy has to go live in the middle of the desert and watch kids turn a wheel. I'm not sure which one's life is more pointless at that point. Like, (laughs) is this torture for the guard, too? Why keep those kids alive? It makes no sense at all. It makes no sense at all. Uh Like, I was like, oh, I get it. This is their prison. But then also, why put them in prison? They killed literally everyone else, so... I think... I think it was, because... uh, (laughs) They flash forward, and then all of a sudden he's the adult coming in. You know, all of a sudden he's Arnold Schwarzenegger because he spent his whole life turning a wheel and doing nothing else, <clears throat> which is my favorite origin story for a hero ever. <laughs> it's just wheel. <laughs> just wheel. Look, I, I was baby, and now wheel, and uh, and here I am. <laughs> Nobody taught me, like, language, really. Uh, I don't really uh-huh. know anything. I know how to, how to wheel. Maybe He's they, they were going to sell an exercise program based on that later. I think that's almost kind of true because a guy shows up to buy Conan and put him in the fighting pits because he's the last one that survived. So I guess he must be the yeah. strongest. If there's that a could point, be like this whole training program. If there's a point to it, like that's the only point is that, that this is like a training program to create a fighter. But I would argue, even though it worked in the movie, you never taught him how to fight. Like yeah. they even... They even His first that. fight, he has no idea what's going on. He thought that guy's there to like play with him or something. <laughs> yeah, he had, they, they showed, they did such a good job of showing like he is a wheel idiot at this point who has, <laughs> who has learned nothing but wheel. And he, does, like, he doesn't know about attacking or other people. They unchain a man with sharpened teeth in front of him and he stands there like, you going to help me push a wheel? Yeah. It's cool. I love wheel. <laughs> what, do you like wheel? He even, just he even starts off by pushing baffled. him like he's a wheel. He's like, this is all I can do is push. <laughs> right. This is my <laughs> attack. He's just so thrown when the guy attacks him and just he lets him bite him forever for like a, so, like again the movie just lets the scene go on for like feels like 10 minutes of of a guy biting a wheel idiot and this this could be Arnold not knowing how to do a fight scene but it could be really good writing where he just doesn't even have the instinct to show him off like he's not doing anything with his arms he's just like yeah yeah, yeah. bite bite go ahead we this, <laughs> this sucks but I better push the wheel harder <laughs> where's my wheel Ah, I'm helpless in this non-wheel world. <laughs> so, so we kind of. I don't want to be a pedantic Conan nerd, but like uh, Conan or Arnold did make this point during the DVD commentary, like, ah, there's nothing here. They are not milling anything. And the uh, director explained to him that there is grain there. So it's not like shown on camera, but I think the intent was to have this some sort of a functional so it's like not, industry going. It's not on. shown on camera or explained in any of the lines, right? And, and I think Age, Age of Hyboria, the video game, I think when you make a wheel, wheel of pain, that does grind your uh, flower for you. Right. So, so, so this, this plot point in the movie was explained 30 years it, later? 30 years ago in a video game, yeah. Well, and I bet he ha- thought he had to explain it because that's the one thing from this movie that I recognize as like a reference where I've seen it in other stuff where people are making fun of it, I feel like. Right. Like Star Trek did it too. Um, when they Star were Trek having- had a wheel of pain? I, I think so. Uh, there was an episode of... Uh, it w- I think it was a, probably O'Brien, because it was DS9 and it was always O'Brien. And it was like a mining thing. But yeah, that's a wheel idiot. <laughs> yeah. O'Brien's a wheel idiot. Classic. He's Everything bad happens to O'Brien. Uh, but yeah, like everybody in sci-fi has referenced that wheel. So I feel like the guy 30 years later was like, uh, I knew what I was doing with the wheel, you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That Everybody, it's true. I love the wheel. I love it because it's pointless and like 
Why is the wheel there? I don't know. To make a Conan. That's that's how you make a Conan. It's, and that's a good setup works. for the rest of the movie where it's like, don't ask questions. Don't you dare ask questions. If you think you know what's going on in this movie, you are fucking wrong. Right. It gets you right <laughs> into the vibe so well. I, I would mm-hmm. argue that guy was right. He was a perfect filmmaker. It did exactly what he needed to. Yeah. So then there's the pit fighting montage where Arnold like murders a man at the start and just and is like, oh shit, murder, huh? <laughs> And like he just, he really takes mur- to it. He loves murder instantly. <laughs> it's the best thing. And I, I don't remember the exact voiceover, but that's the voiceover. The gist of the voiceover is he found out about murder and he loves it now. Right. And then he just murders 150 guys in a brutal way he and never asks a question. Did not care anymore. Life <laughs> and death the same. I'm so glad we have this Mako impression. I'm so mad I did it at the start. Why was it my idea? Yours was fine too. It's you're, you're both very fine. good. I'm at really Mako. self-conscious about my Mako impression. <laughs> we found your insecurity. Your one good. weakness. I don't think it's any good anymore, you guys. <laughs> no, it's it's great. But you're still great at wheel. So they, he becomes wheel. such an excellent pit fighter that they, I guess, just send him away to be a better pit fighter. Like uh, yeah. again, doesn't make any sense. Never explain why would you take your best fighter and send him away to where they don't fight at all. To like just this some is one distant. of the all-time great training uh, scenes where he's trained by like this little Asian man who's showing him how to hold the sword very, very still, and then some other guys like smirking like this guy doesn't know how to hold the sword very still, and the trainer walks over and fucking kicks him in the dick, and then it just <laughs> no cuts away. Not involved. <laughs> smirking at my student. Fuck right you. In the dick. <laughs> and then cut. That's his training. Well, they and said then, they gave him books, which I'm like, I don't know how that's going to help him because he can't read. Did you yeah. teach him to read? He just because shoved he could, him like, in a big barely, circle. Barely speak at the, the start. So they had to have somebody looked back at the story so far that they have told him and been like, okay, this guy just did wheel. <laughs> like, he, yeah, there's no way he can talk or like he can't know how to fight. He can't, he can't know like how to add or even what numbers are. And like, you can't have a movie. Yeah. With just a wheel idiot. So they're like, well, we gave the wheel idiot some books and he read them good in his cage. But there's a lot of upward mobility uh, in ancient Samaria. So like you could just through the uh, uh, through your own labor, you could like elevate your status, I think is what they're saying. Like it's a better society than ours is the point I'm making. <laughs> Sure, some some children are literally ground beneath the wheel, but the ones that survive, yes, and so many are, they know how to read, <laughs> or they can teach it's, themselves. It's capitalism in the rawest form, right? They also gave him a woman, which was nice. Like they're 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 breeding him. Oh God, that scene and was such a scene... bizarre. Like, like I thought he wasn't going to have sex with her. Like they set you up. It's like, oh yeah. no, he's being a gentleman. He's covering her, and then he just like yeah. drags her into a corner and has sex with her. Yeah, yeah. Like they push her in, her. and she doesn't. They push her in naked, and he's like, no, no, that's not cool. And he gives her like a fur blanket, and like reassures her and tells, okay. And as soon as she drops her guard, he's like, he lays her down and takes the blanket back, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. there you yeah. go. That's that's the town. kindness that you have received. Yeah, you can tell they like thought he was a real people. gentleman for that. <laughs> I love how mm-hmm. it just pans up to like those 16 Mongolians just joyfully watching him. Like, he's going to fuck now. This is great. 
<laughs> I guess that's what porn would be before like electricity and stuff. You just yeah, I feel like you wouldn't not watch that if like you lived in that village. Like, let's watch him <laughs> like, ruin a woman. Like he ruins all of the men we give him. Yeah, I, I maybe you wouldn't. Today I wouldn't, but if I was like an ancient Sumerian, I might be like, yeah, that's like what we do. It's a well, normal thing to do. Is watch the slaves just, make love. If it was just a wheel of pain, and then they'd set me free, and are like, "Well, here's what we do." I guess I'd watch it. I don't know. I mean, the alternative seems to be wild dogs. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, it's I wrote down a quote from the um, wild dogs. It's a, it's tough. <laughs> that seems to be the only a, two a things in this the... vast expanse of nothing. It's is Conan banging chicks and ruining dudes and wild dogs eating right. you. So, from the commentary, uh, I wrote down a quote from the director who told Arnold. You never said anything to her or anything. You never let her get relaxed in reference to the <laughs> naked woman we're speaking about. So she's on the set very, very nervous because Arnold has to look like a giant savage, doesn't speak English very well. And she's just being handed to this giant, rude Austrian stranger. And uh, Arnold was just like, yeah, I didn't talk to her at all. Yeah. And like the whole, the whole commentary, Arnold is just like, openly lusting after the women on the screen. Uh, he sort of does this in every movie. If, if you've never watched an Arnold DVD commentary, he explains the movie as it goes like a child might. Like, yeah, I'm walking through the snow. Ah, I'm disguised as a fat woman. Oh, no, my, my helmet, my fat woman helmet's coming off. They're going to know I'm here on Mars. And... and and then also, what movie? If there's what a, movie it's just it's, he's he's also making the audio book of the movie, <laughs> right? And uh, in addition to that, when a woman's on screen, he'll be like, "Yes, I made love to her four times. She does not like me. She'll not talk to me anymore. Look at the tits on this one." Like, just what I was saying, if you think the movie is problematic, and it is. Uh, you haven't seen the rest of Arnold Schwarzenegger's just entire life and personality yeah. up until he seems to have changed in the last 20 years, I guess, when he got old. But uh, up until yeah, then, he, yeah, he's just he a man monster. He was yeah. just yeah. a man monster that ravaged through our society, much like, much <laughs> like Conan. Just why all Conan works so well. Yeah, one thing I really did like, too, was I thought that his um, like sex face was kind of too good. <laughs> yeah like his like i'm like he horny was... for this lady face was too like happy it was like he yep. wasn't trying to be cool he was like literally really into it and i didn't like it he was real switched on there was no acting there yeah he was he's like i will show her a real treat i'll make love to her on the set of this film <laughs> yeah because because we've seen or he was just really really in the space of a wheel idiot because that's how a wheel <laughs> idiot would see a woman like possibly Sure. This is possibly the first woman he has ever it seen. could be, yeah. So he's, he he's knew to method. put a mic-covered cape on her. He's like, first I must give her body lice. <laughs> now, that we share our scent, we can fuck. <laughs> okay, so this, this montage full of problems uh, ends, yeah. at, more or less ends at a, at a feast where all the Mongols <laughs> are together and Arnold is the... Just the meat centerpiece. He's just sitting in the yeah. middle of the table, cross-legged, while they all, while they all admire him like a like a cornucopia that's just pure beef. This is not how you sit at Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, this isn't how I, I sit. I'm not. I'm not the beef cornucopia. Uh, oh, okay. I usually go to to my uncle. Mm, congratulations he's, to him. Yeah, he's. We usually he's, outsource it so the family can eat. We'll just get like a, well, a hunky person from the street. 
well dead, well oiled man, mm-hmm. and we we celebrate him every year as his customer. Yeah, of course. And and this <laughs> there's is... a, there's a line at the start of that scene that sounds like it's not supposed to be there. He's like, "Yeah, you tell my son to fuck off." Okay, action. <laughs> did you did you notice this? I see this uh, every now and then when I watch Conan. I notice this. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, isn't it like a messenger comes up to him and says something, and then he's like, my son's a disappointment or something. Yes! Yeah, it's like, what what are you talking about? What's that dude talking about? Well, that's another one of those, like, like, threads that never comes back. He's like, oh, his disappointing son will come back and maybe, like, free Conan. No, it's never brought up again. The other thing is you must assume maybe, like, he must be looking to Conan as a son because he seems to love him so much in this scene, but then he's just never seen again. (laughs) He's yeah. gone. He's gone forever. I love when he asks what is good in life, and the first guy's like, or what, what is best in life, and the first guy's like, oh, give some stupid ass answer of like, the Falcons open step. Wind. Fleet horse. <laughs> like, Falcons on your wrist. You and wind dude. in your wind hair. Wind in your hair. Yeah, that's the one line I remember. Boom. Fuck this fucking Yanni shit. Are you kidding me? The, all the Mongols hate that. They just A soprano that. saxophone in your ear. A canoe under your butt. <laughs> so, so. Sean, baby, what is best Uh in life? Cross your enemies. See them driven before you. Hear the lamentations of the women. (laughs) Yes, this is good. This is good. (laughs) Uh, It's such Uh, an iconic line that just... Yeah. It just shows the main... one One of the first lines spoken... Maybe the first line spoken by Arnold actually in the movie? Oh, yeah, it might be. I mean, Kid Conan has a couple of lines, but I think as an yeah, adult... Holy that, shit, I think you're right. I think it might have all been montage up until now. Like like I'm saying, this is yeah. we're still in the first half hour, and we've gone from like child to village to wheel to the fighting pits. We're now in Mongolia, where he's being trained and talking about fucking yeah. lamentation. And you're Very few lines. Yeah, the we, first we skipped over one of my or... favorite lines. Uh, there's a line I love when they're first raiding the village, and Conan's dad, like starts wrecking dudes he's like cutting them off of horses and the leader goes kill that one and i thought that's like really good like battle tactics (laughs) 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 oh we weren't we weren't doing that (laughs) but uh, here's a fun uh, some fun conan nerd stuff comes up in this scene because they're wearing what's pretty clearly like genghis khan armor which is like yeah they're supposed to be mongols i thought or whatever yeah hyborian um, mongols are Right, Hyboria's map is like they have Asgard at the top and then Samaria and then underneath that is just like a badly spelled Asia. So like there's Iranistan and like there's like all these countries that are clearly Robert E. Howard was looking at a map of the world and just, you know what, fuck it. I'll I'll just figure this out later. And it ended up being like 100 year long canon. But uh, in the movie, uh, originally Oliver Stone wanted to have this set in the far future after an apocalypse. So it sent us back to the Stone Age and then it would be really hard to time everything out. So there'd be like a mismatch of everything. And um, they ended up just sort of deciding to go with that, but keep it in the Conan lore. So this was supposed to be in the age of Hyboria, which is like 10,000 BC. But here they are in like, you know, 11th century Mongolian armor, which, you know, some pedantic nerd shit. But if you went from the comic to this, you'd be like, whoa, this is, these guys are dressed wrong. (laughs) I think. Anyway. Out of all the potential problems you could have with Conan, if that's your problem, I just have no respect for you. Pick a better problem. <laughs> a there are a lot. Big plot yeah. problems that are not the armor, but also including to, uh, why was the one white guy that like the guy that sold them Conan? What was his deal? Because everybody else there was like 
you know, Asian, and then the one white guy was also in their army. Well, he's the guy that bought Conan from the wheel and, like, brought him up through the fighting pits. And then after that feast, for some reason, he just sets Conan free, like, like a dog. And it's just like, oh, go be free. And he, like, doesn't know what to do. So he chases him off into the wilderness, and then he just fucking weeps to see his, <laughs> his, his, like, murder puppy just run off free. Yeah, I don't and, know why he set him free. I love that that's not really explained. You don't know why he set him free? Why he just weeps at the prospect of, of not seeing his precious Conan again? I don't think he has many, if any, lines. I don't know that guy's name. Like, just Yeah, he must have just been really moved by Conan's words. He's like, man, this guy... Did you hear what he it. said? I really got to set him loose to just yeah. fucking tear up the world. He's going to ruin guy's this not a wheel slave. He, he this guy needs to fly so free. Yeah. yeah. He needs to make those ladies la- lamentate. Yeah, so like, the first thing he does with his freedom is uh, gets torn apart by wild dogs. <laughs> As we've established, you can either fuck in this cage or get torn apart by wild dogs. There's some, uh, some more fun Conan facts. Those were not well-trained stunt dogs. Oh, and... No. Uh, if oh. you search on YouTube, you can find an outtake where this dog just beats the shit out of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Because, again, they didn't have stunt guys for Arnold because he's 260 pounds of, <laughs> right. like, Mr. Olympus. Mr. Olympus. So right. Who are you gonna he's get jumping onto this rock. Shave and this, this dog, like, grabs his leg and kind of slams him down. And you can hear Arnold Schwarzenegger go, God damn it! <laughs> like <he's>, <laughs> <laughs> All for $250,000. <laughs> yeah. Fucking year of horse training is getting the ass kicked by so the dogs. And in the commentary, he's like, "Ah, oh, the dogs! Oh, I hated this part with the dogs." <laughs> I did not like being mauled by those dogs. You know what's what was hard for me was whenever I see a dog, I'm automatically excited. So I was just like, "Dogs, yay!" And then they kept murdering yeah. people. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> I forgot." I love everything about the I love everything about the scene because he falls into a cave with like stuff he needs for the quest, which is fucking fantastic writing but i'll allow it because i think crom did this i think this is one of the nice things crom did for conan because conan rules so hard crom's like fuck it you get to fall into a cave with an atlantean chased ancient by, sword by dogs as soon as you get your freedom you're chased by dogs into a cave with swords yes and he seems to he seems to think that like the dead he finds a dead skeleton that was some kind of king or war chief or something and that's how he gets that's where he gets his sword from and then he looks at them and just goes, right. Krom. So it's like like he thinks this is the avatar of his god or like some manifestation or at least given to him by his god. Right. And then he then he steals the sword. So he steals mm-hmm. God's sword. And that's yeah. that's so he that's, goes from as a child to his idyllic life and and his whole village is murdered and he's taken away on a chain of children to become a wheel idiot, and then he's given to the fighting pits, <laughs> and then he's given to the Mongols and he ruins some women. And it just goes to a bitch at feast and says some cool shit and then gets chased out and chased by wild dogs into a <laughs> cave where he steals his god's sword. Yep. And that's under the first 30 minutes. I was going to say, right. yeah, that's like not even the first, po- like that's the f- not even the first act, really. That is 29 minutes. That is the first 29 <laughs> this, minutes of coming. And this the scene barbarian. ends in such magical filmmaking where he cuts off the chains with the sword. Great symbolism. Then he looks right in the camera like with a cute little look instead of killing the dogs he just like looks at us like i'm gonna kill those fucking I'm gonna dogs kill those dogs <laughs> and then it cuts to him wearing a poncho he made a sword cozy out of one of those dogs uh, oh i didn't think about that oh. <laughs> yeah he killed yeah. those dogs yeah 
They were and just then, waiting for him. They're like, he's got to come out of that cave. But he came out with a with a crom sword. Yeah, they should have kn- they should have just known to be afraid of Arnold from the start. Yeah, yeah. I, all I dogs, think he all dogs them. since just know. I think any dog would know now. But, uh, but then he runs into the the witch, which is yeah, great. This is my favorite scene in the movie. There are so many crazy implications by this scene that exists just for no reason. Uh, yeah, don't pull on any thread in this scene. Okay, so it the first will. woman he meets in the wild, he's been given women in cages that possibly did not know or certainly never used language on him. So the first <laughs> woman he meets in the wild is like a cat witch. So, yeah. So this has got to be like what he thinks women are now. I right? thought she was From a now ghost. Because at the end she becomes a ghost and Could flies a away. Ghost? <laughs> she, she also does. like prowls around him like a cat yeah. and makes cat right. noises. Uh, and he's, yeah, he's down. He's down fucking for rules. She's like throwing fireworks. Like she's like, oh, we're going to fuck. And so she throws a bunch of stuff into the fire to explode. And Conan's just like into it. Like she's crawling on the here's, floor here's and the reason, giving him the eye. He, he asks her if she's ever seen the symbol of the people at like, Murdered's mm-hmm. Village, the two snakes coming together. Yeah. And she says, I do know the symbol, but there's mm-hmm. going to be a price. Yeah. And then they, they cut to just... It, the price is that dick. Like, the price yeah. was was that dick. Just one deep dicking, and I'll tell you. But I'll in tell the you, middle of the wow. sex. Yeah, much yes. like the last movie that you guys made me watch, yeah. she has to deliver this is the, the information while they're having sex. <laughs> well, he literally fucks the information out of her, oh just God, like I in hope. Human Tornado. We don't have an HR department either. If this becomes a pattern, I don't know who you tell. <laughs> <laughs> just the world. We're telling the world right now. <laughs> Yeah, I, know, I didn't his, know that was a trope, but apparently that's what we're doing. <laughs> Every movie we bring you on to talk about from now on out, a man will fuck information out of a woman. <laughs> Great. I don't know what other movies. I can't but, think of a single other movie that happens. So she is like, okay, so she wants his seed or whatever, or just a good night. But then she's going to, she tries to turn into a monster and kill him. So I don't. She loses control, I, I think. He fucks her so good that, that she loses control over her, like, meat sack and then becomes okay. whatever she is right? underneath. And then so he has to throw her in the fire, and she thinks that's fucking hilarious that yeah, he, she he fucked it. her real good and then threw her in a fire. She loved that. <laughs> Again, not a, not a great example of how to treat women. <laughs> but, but she, but she was into it, though. So <laughs> she, like you and said, she, she flew away laughing. She was like, thank you so much. <laughs> She also completely deserved it. Let me let me break that down. So he comes into this woman's hut. Just, just cut that one nine hundred hot dog. <laughs> so, damn it. So he comes into this woman's hut. It's the first woman this poor wheel idiot has seen in the wild. Whose life has just been murder and strife. And she, and he all he wants to know is the symbol of the people who killed his village. And she says, mm-hmm. "I'll tell you for that dick, right." Yeah. And then she he does. Paid that price. Mm-hmm. She does tell him, and it turns out it's at the crossroads of the world, and it's the symbol of a tower that they later say is in every single city in the world. <laughs> right. That everybody in the entire planet knows. He'd, it'd be like being released from a basement in like North Dakota or something, and you stumble upon some woman, and she's like, "What? what come into my hut?" And you're like, "Well, hold on. There's this symbol of these people that, that killed my parents." It's the stars and stripes. Have you seen the symbol? Right. And she's like, yeah, I can tell you about that for that dick. It's just such a cold-blooded, exploitative move. 
Yeah. Well, I thought she was the trying symbol to is eat in him, every right? City. Like, like she's like she's luring him into eat him, and the sex was just maybe. Yeah, maybe she, she was trying to kill him eventually. Yeah. But it's the worst deal. He makes the worst deal. Just it's in every town. If he had gone to a single town, he would have just immediately seen that symbol. Again, so that this whole scene can be nothing. Like you would think the right. scene is like to give him that information, and then they say later, nah, that information to is be, useless. To it was be just clear, fun to watch him fuck is, a woman and throw her into the fire. Right. <laughs> I want to say to be clear, she is completely awesome and hot like crazy, and just has a home filled with fireworks, and she's good to go. I, I have a feeling she didn't have to like trick him into it. Like she could have said like, hey, stay the night, and he'd. He'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to fuck like six times, right? She'd be like, oh, yeah, totally. Like, there's no reason yeah. for any deception. Yeah, he there's, looked a he little w- suspicious of her automatically, but I don't know why he would be, because as you pointed out, he has no experience with, like, the world, so he doesn't know to look out for right. Catwoman fuck monsters or whatever. Right. The only women he's ever seen have just been given to him. Mm-hmm. Here's one. Not, not to mention it takes her 40 seconds to transform and has the strength of a woman when she does. So it's like, it's not a ton of danger. Yeah, true. Yeah, so. he handles that pretty easily and with no stakes. Uh, there's another uh, commentary uh, story here where this scene comes on and uh, apparently they they had a pretty small set. Generally, you do that when there's a lovemaking scene. But there was some sound guy there in Spain that was apparently just jerking it and... Ugh. He and uh, the director and Arnold were both talking about how he's getting his jollies, and they were like laughing about it. Oh. But like, they it, it's it's pretty heavily implied that he was full on pleasuring himself while while trying to record sound for this scene. So that's something. Dear God, I am yeah. so glad that I was not. That's alive what the world used then. to be like. <laughs> yeah, that's how movies were made back then. I guess. I guess you paid the star like. $200,000 and just had him attacked by dogs. <laughs> Hired a pervert to run the camera. The I would guy. love it to re-record the commentary, like say the tell the exact same story but with the tone it should elicit. Like yeah. in 2021 with them like, "Oh god, you remember that fucking guy?" Oh. Yeah, he should be in prison. Yeah. We should really have done I something about him. that. Do you remember Arnold, do you remember all the things you specifically did? Yeah, yeah. you should, you should be in prison. We should all be in prison. My God. It's making me very sad. I high five to the guy while he still has old jism on his hands. <laughs> great, great Arnold impression. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, that iconic line. Okay, so so he has thrown the, he's banged a woman and thrown her into the fire after she turned into a monster. And uh, he next meets Subotai. Subotai. Yeah. It was just Thief chained to a archer. Thief and Archer. This dude straight up yelling out his character class when Arnold meets him. <laughs> like, I'm a fourth level druid. What 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 module are you guys playing? Yeah, and he level, has level eleven wheel idiot. I love how he gets his attention too, where he's just like, "Give me food." Give me food. <laughs> food. So I can die fighting dogs with lots of pep and vigor. That's how he wins Arnold over. As he says, he says he doesn't want the food to eat it. He just wants like the energy to fight some dogs. <laughs> Yeah. And Conan is like, yeah. Conan. All right. Yeah. All right. We can hang. My That's kind, the kind of, guy. of energy I like. Yeah. He's a real straight shooter. We're all fans of and murder then, here, yeah. you know? And then because they forgot to give him a horse, they just run everywhere in the movie, which I love so much. It's yeah. such a like great detail of like, yeah, if you couldn't afford a horse back then, 
This is how you got you just ran and it looks <laughs> so, so it looks kind of silly. It looks really silly. <laughs> they just show them running over vast plains with like nothing in sight. Like, yeah, it sucks. This is what you really, just had to do. Well, and Arnold I really like their religious discussion. Oh, he's not like Tom Cruise who looks cool running. He looks he looks ridiculous, yeah. especially going through sand. No, he, yeah. He looks just like an out of control meat train. Like somebody's it's somebody's job to stop this and they're not doing oh. it. I never learned how to stop on the wheel. Someone stop me. Get a rope. He wouldn't have. He wouldn't have learned how to stop. He wouldn't yeah. have learned about resistance. He's got no brakes on that shit. Good point. He's got no they, man they have a, You learn a lot about the gods of Hyboria here where Subotai's talking about how like, oh, my god's the sky. And Arnold's like, Krom would kill your stupid god. And he's like, uh-uh, my god's above your god. And Arnold's like super pissed off about it. Like, I guess altitude determines the strength of a, he of just a god. He gives up and, that argument. At that yeah. He's like... Fuck. Ah, Fuck, you're bested. right. I learned nothing of theology on the wheel. <laughs> or, but, uh, or the books they gave me in the sex cage. Right. Did not mention. He ate those books. <laughs> yeah, he didn't And read fucked those one of them. They, <laughs> I like that they go to town and just get tore up on Stygian Black Lotus. Like, he's like, Yeah, hey, immediately. Guys, oh, first order of business. Did he Black punch tar that heroin? camel? Did he really punch that camel? Because... I, I He had so. to have. There's no way with with Arnold like not speaking a word to that poor woman that Arnold like held back in the camel punching scene. Yeah, that's true, and he that's his bad too. He bumped into that camel. <laughs> the camel's minding his own business. He smashed into the camel and then punches the camel out for that. It's fucked up. And then many movies since have like referenced that scene, that iconic scene where a man just knocks out a camel or a horse or something. Right. What? Like, why did? Why was that the one that stuck in our memory? <laughs> Just punches out a horse. Well, and, I mean, and it's everyone great. around him looks shocked when he did it. Yeah, they seem really disappointed yeah, that just in him. Stops the party. Everybody's like, "Yeah, fuck, this is a <laughs> that's problem, what... and I cannot solve it." <laughs> that's what's great. It's not like they're, you know, it's not like Porky's where they're having a wild time. It's like these guys are the assholes. Like they're the ones who are going to get kicked out of every bar. Like no one yeah, likes them. They are regarded as an issue everywhere they go. Yeah. And then they run into um, Sandy Bergman, the hot girl who is breaking into the same snake temple as them. Yeah, they just go still high, might as well, to break into the snake temple. Just that's part of the bender. And run into the, to the one other person already robbing it, which is just right. such good screenwriting. Just, pretty good luck. You know everything you need to know. She's already robbing it. They team up, because why not? Mm-hmm. And I think she's probably like a dual-class thief berserker like they don't she doesn't spell it out like subotai but like that's the vibe i get off of her here's the thing i tried to pay attention this time like watching conan something about it just destroys parts of my brain so that i can only Mm -hmm. remember like three or four things from the movie and it's always a different three or four things right so watching it this time i took notes i really tried does the woman get a name yes i think her name is valeria I don't know if they say her name. I, I know on don't IMDb. know if they say. Do it, they say it? Like not not just the character. Does she get a name in the movie? Can anybody remember that? I don't think I'm, she was named. Yeah, I'm eighty percent sure they don't say it in the movie. But I know that just because Conan nerding stuff. <laughs> so they've just met the woman and immediately set about robbing the big snake temple. I love the stakes on this. Like they they get in there so easily. It's it, it's it's not like a heist scene. It's not like a big. Dramatic scene, and then they, they stumble in, they immediately find, like, the best, the best jewel, this huge jewel, it's the center of it, and it's guarded by a huge snake, 
and then they immediately kill that snake. Just beat the shit out the of it. The snake was Without awesome. Without making a sound. It looks so cool. <laughs> yeah. It looked great. Like, it looked like they spent a fortune on it. It rears up, and you're like, here's a hell of a fight, and Conan just spears it through the head instantly. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's got, like, a little bit of struggle left in it, and then they fucking nail it with arrows and punch it, hit it with an axe, and just fucking kill it 800 times. And, like, the whole scene is, like, 30 seconds. Like, why did you make such an awesome snake? And then yeah. just beat the shit out of it until it's dead and then leave. Maybe it was a Jaws situation where we only think it looks awesome because we saw so little of it. And if they, like, tried to make it move, it was going to look bad. Right. That's it probably likely, yeah. It could have just... Maybe they just found a really big snake and just like the dogs, just let it <laughs> let it loose on Arnold. That's what happened. I do, so they killed um, the snake. I mean, I like that we get a sense of uh, Sandy Berkman's character where she's just a full maniac. Like her plan is just to go dress up like one of the girls and just jump into the crowd. And when things go bad, she just starts stabbing everybody (laughs) and then shoots out on a pulley. And twice she screams her catchphrase that like, who wants to live forever? Woo! She's just got a full on death wish. Yeah, she's Conan's perfect woman. How would you not, if you were Conan and raised in that world, how would you not immediately fall in love? Like, they did such good, and they do. Like, again, no resistance here. Like, the next scene, they're fully in Mm -hmm. love. Yeah, he gives her the biggest gem, and she can't believe it. She's like, I was going to fuck you anyway, but now this is like true love. (laughs) Yeah, he literally buys her love. Yeah. Yeah, you Maybe could look at it that way. Maybe with the gem. Am I am I over the line? Because they did some like he probably put it in some stroking. Yeah. yeah, they did some stroking and some implication with that gem that was like this is getting a little weird. The gem definitely watched. It was there. This was each of the actors' first sex scenes in a film. Really? So, uh, and you can see, as you watch it, you kind of get that sense. Like they kind of don't know how to. Present themselves towards camera. It it seems like they're both kind of like, is this okay? Is that? I mean, is it? We just met. Are you? Can I really touch your boob like this? <laughs> it was just kind of meaty and bumpy and slappy. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah that's probably how that should have should have been for those two characters. <laughs> I I don't know. They I make, feel like those two would have with meat. They should have torn the room apart. I think those two, after like a. The biggest heist of their lives. Yeah. No, because they, they were in just... love. So it was like sweeter than the other sex scenes. And Aww. they didn't know how to do that. So they were like, I guess, I don't know. It's like, just like stare at each other a lot. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's... stare at each other. Kind of fall sideways. Like we each just fall on and our they ribs. Didn't, they didn't want to take too much from the human tornado. Like he's already fucked information out of somebody. He can't fuck mm-hmm. the house down, literally. <laughs> and then, right. otherwise everybody just knows what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like this is human tornado. Come on, Dino De Laurentiis. And I, Stop I wondered, stealing like, from Dolomite. Were they together for a long time, too? Was that supposed to be like they were just getting high and drunk and fucking around for like a month or something? Cause... No, I think this was the night of. Oh, my God. Because I was like, well, maybe that makes sense that she's <laughs> in love with him so much that she'll like literally sacrifice her life for him after like, like some period of time that we didn't see. But no, it's just like one night together and she's like, that's it. I'm devoted. Kill me. <laughs> I, I think there's an argument to be made that that montage took at least like three or four nights. Like that's some serious. I, I suppose. But uh, the king is looking for them because uh, they're like famous outlaws now in this town, and they're brought before Max von Sydow, the great Max von Sydow, 
and uh, he hates these snake guys, so he's like super into this plan. He's, so he's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm glad you stole those guys." He just thinks that they rule. Like when they yeah. they bring him in, they bring Conan and the rest of them in, and he's just like, "You guys fucking rock. You know that." <laughs> You're the yeah. best. Like, I brought you the in best. just because you kick ass. Big fan, big fan. And, but he also needs to save his daughter from Thulsa Doom, who just happens to be, you know, James Earl Jones, who killed Conan's but family and village. completely buries that so, lead. Like, that comes second yeah. to him just laughing and being like, just you guys like, fucking rule. You guys are the best. Rule. Sticking it to those snake dicks. And then he get, they give them just as many rubies as they can carry, which I love because they're giving piles of rubies to these fuck-ups that can easily be traced back to him. Like, these guys are going to leave a ruby trail everywhere they go for a countryside. So everyone will know exactly who paid them to do this, right? So, like, the king is not being quiet about it. He's like, I need someone to go. I can't send my own guys because then the snake temple will know I did it. So he's like, I'm going to pay you guys in the most traceable currency I have. To And anyway, I just love it. I love that everyone in this world is nitty. <laughs> it's great. It's the best... It's the best premise for a movie. What if everybody in the world is just dumb and drunk and fucking violent as fuck? <laughs> Nobody really cares if they live or die, and then let's set the movie in that. Everyone right. is a wheel idiot. Everyone's a wheel idiot. And Life while I is say the wheel, and we are its idiots. <laughs> and I, I feel very strongly every person in this world is stupid. The filmmaking itself is masterful because the next scene, Arnold is holding up the Thulsa Doom medallion to just demonstrate the choice that he has to abandon this quest for revenge and spend the perfect life with the perfect woman or embrace revenge and solve the riddle of steel. It's just all laid out without saying a word. And I love it. I think it's perfect. And when he does, of course. I mean, the rest of, course of he picks revenge isn't, isn't about him just banging on top of a pile of meat with his special lady friends. Settling down, like having yeah. a couple kids, getting a job, wearing a suit. Strapping him to a wheel, raising him upright. Yeah. So he leaves her with a pile of money. He's like, hey, later. You can get, you can have the big gem and all these nice memories, but I'm out. And finds that, that snake cult who, like, they're insidious later, but our first impression of the snake cult is literally just hippies in a desert. like Right. Covered in flowers. I think one guy's playing a tambourine, and he's just, like, regards them with open disgust. This is the evil snake cult that he wants revenge yeah. on, and they're just... They're just hippies. Well, and, and before that, too, is when he finally meets the narrator. We skipped over the, the oh, meeting yeah, yeah. the narrator part. I don't know. It's not important because, again, the narrator does nothing. <laughs> so I think right. he kind of follows them towards and meets the narrator in, like, the, the desert. Or maybe it's like, a, it's like a graveyard for the gods and there was a big battle. And anyway, it's, it's right. never Conan explained. Like, nothing hippies. is explained. And then he meets Mako. And Mako... Uh, is nice like Subotai, so he just screams at his character class when they meet. He's like, I am a wizard! And he's like, okay, okay, cool. Okay, I need one of and those. You're right, I, we need, we need spellcasting. I really like how not on their vibe I am. Like, I don't understand what is going on with their sense of humor or the way they talk, but he's like, I'm going to kill you! And Conan's like, ha 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 ha! And Mako's like, yeah, it is pretty funny. Yeah. And they, then they sit down together. And then the next day, Conan's like, hey, is there any flowers around here? And Mako's like, Flowers? And then Conan's like, yeah. And Maka's like, <laughs> I get it. And Conan's like, yeah. And they laugh. Again, this is crazy because <laughs> Conan does need these flowers to infiltrate the snake cult. But Mako doesn't know that. So it's sort of a joke that uh, he's going to give these flowers to a girl. 
uh, but he's actually going to use them to like infiltrate yeah, a cult and kill everybody. But there's no I way Mako gets anyone. this joke. Yeah, it's it's just weird. I thought he was going to give the but, flowers to the king's daughter, and that was the joke. Was like, yeah, I'm so confident that I'm going to go get her, that I'm bringing her a present, and it's like a present that can yeah. easily die in like a day. So like, I'll be right back. I thought that was the joke. That'd be a pretty advanced joke for a wheel idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> a lot the of the funniest <laughs> jokes you always have to explain at length. So, <laughs> but then he, I love the next scene because this establishes a theme through the movie. And it's that he, he shows up and he disguises himself. And the, so much of the rest of this movie revolves around Arnold Schwarzenegger using stealth. And it's the <laughs> yes. least believable. It's always the least believable thing you've seen. Yes. Yeah, he uses seduction to infiltrate the cult. He's like, goes up to a dude. He's like, hey, what's up, sugar? You want to go behind a rock and, and bang one out? And, and this fresh-faced I'm, dude's like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> giant yeah. buff guy he's like what does he say he's like you've got a beautiful and well-grown body he's like that's a fucking wheel body i would want to get up on that wheel body ride that wheel um, yeah but then he, t- he takes his robe his like orange hippie robe and tries to <laughs> blend in with the rest of the crowd it's just immediately looks like you looks just, like a traffic viewer <laughs> yeah yeah he was a viewer he's like three times the size of every other person there and just this ogre wandering through and like you don't believe for a second that he's part of this like hippie cult. <laughs> like and my you know, favorite part of the movie is that nobody else does. The, the right. enemies just point at him and are like, "They know instantly." What the fuck? What the fuck are you doing? Like, who brought the say, fucking ogre? Do you know the ogre? <laughs> <laughs> you know, in uh, WWF, when like they put a wrestler in a suit and it looks like like a gorilla is in a disguise. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like this. Like Arnold in this movie looks like if they made Encino Man fifty years earlier. And Polly Shore was like hilariously sneaking his pet caveman into a Ku Klux Klan rally. Like it, it, it looks like it doesn't look natural in any way. He, it's ridiculous. Well, it, as, as just every time. I think it would have looked much better if he hadn't stolen the priest's outfit because plenty right. of people were closer to Fulsa Doom that were just regular congregates. So if he just yeah. pretended to be a new regular congregate, it seems like that would be a way better plan. Right, if you, if you just showed up like, I'm a fucking freakish mountain of meat and I'm here to join your cult. Like, sweet, right. we can always use a freakish mountain of meat in a cult. <laughs> and like, and yeah, they, show, they show his plan like totally going off the rails in real time when he goes up to one of the guards, who again, he did not have to go up to. Nobody stopped him. He just walks right up to him, hands him this jade amulet that only the thief from the next town over could have, right? Yeah, he's like, I stole this. Famously like, stolen jade amulet. His, Nobody's handing this shit me amulets. Why are What's you doing up? this? I'm this the buffest priest ever. Uh, you've never seen me before, and here's the stolen goods everyone's looking for. I'm gonna go up and see your, your god king now, and he immediately just takes it without saying a word. He walks straight to like a supervisor. He's like, "Okay, it's look at this." So quickly, <laughs> yeah. It's like, it doesn't even have a pretense of working. So if you're watching, like you're watching along, you're picking apart the th- plot threads, thinking you're smart, and then they're like, "Yeah, everybody else, no, he's a dipshit." Like, yeah. You're right. That actually plan. is pretty great. It's like, it's like Conan should don't let Conan come up with a plan. Have you it's seen what happens the, when Conan the, comes up with a plan? That was his whole plan. Dumbest I'm just asshole. gonna walk up to him now. <laughs> it's what he gets. He could have just killed his way in. No, no problem. But it's or like Lydia said, just, just present yourself as as like an opportunity. I'm, a, I'm yeah. a huge pile of meat. You know you need it. Like look, you've got like other piles of meat around. You got fucking Spinal Tap here with the big hammer. 
And they wouldn't you recognize like him. They does. haven't seen him since he was a child. No. So. Nobody's seen him. There was no, there was no reason for any of this, and it's great. <laughs> Poor Conan. He's so dumb. So it doesn't work out. They crucify him. Uh, another fun fact is that the... Uh, Contemplate the bus- this on the tree of woe. It's fantastic. <laughs> What an awesome the thing to say. Line. In his like beautiful gown, James Earl Jones comes out, Tulsa Doom in his beautiful gown of like snake yep. snake print. It's just it's so, wonderful. Does he die? So I, it, I was didn't couldn't decide if he was dying or if he literally died and came back from the dead after they crucified him. I don't think you're supposed to know. Okay. Certainly he was dying, yeah. but not before he killed a vulture with his teeth. <laughs> not even to eat it or to like sustain himself. He just spat it out and it's like, ha! Yeah. Got one. You suck. <laughs> uh, those buzzards had lice. And so, so the buzzard handler had to give Arnold Schwarzenegger like alcohol to gargle, so that. Uh, so, but yeah, he had buzzard lice in his mouth during the filming of this. Wait, movie. wait, what? Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, like those are real buzzards, and he had the to one put a real buzzard mouth? in his mouth. Yeah, you can't even tell that it's. I, I know I they could have used a puppet. A Again, buzzard. this is trivia that like is famously all over the internet. So it's entirely possible this is some bullshit that just like became a legend. But no, like, I believe it. I mean, you have a, an actual outtake of him just getting attacked by a dog. Like, if this movie, I think anything else is believable. If this movie is about anything, it's about animal cruelty. Like, think about when you see Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> punch dogs, punch a camel, like stab uh-huh. a snake, bite a vulture. <laughs> Why? It's easier to get Arnold Schwarzenegger to put a lice-ridden buzzard in his mouth than it is to make. A buzzard puppet. I think that's what the <laughs> filmmakers were saying here. Yeah, he'll just do it. He was so agreeable. <laughs> yeah, send the dog to my mouth. <laughs> I'm so glad that I don't feel sorry for him. I feel more like this is like you know getting revenge for things he will do later. <laughs> that he only got paid two hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars. Right. It's entirely possible that like he was just being himself, at, who at that point was just a fantastic jerk. Like he's a very entertaining right. jerk. But it's very possible that they were like, don't. Don't make the puppet. He's such a dick. Make him make him eat the buzzard. Yeah. Eat. Just let the dogs go. Let's see what happens. Put, put the filthy fucking bird in his mouth. Go suck a vulture, Conan. So anyway, he he like I guess dies, whatever. They bring him back to the wizard, so luckily they met that wizard in time. And uh he paints right. characters all over him and but that's not really the plan. The plan is that like the demons are gonna take come take him away. I guess mm-hmm. that's how death works. Like Demons come and take I, your spirit away. It's never I think really if you're, explained. If you're badass enough, they have to come like fight the soul out of your body, probably. So probably. They, the plan is just to tie him down real good so that they, yes. <laughs> they can't yeah, take his soul. <laughs> well, and they punch the ghost, too. They and punch, yeah. punch the it ghost. It seems like it kind of works. Like she's kind of hitting him with her knife, and it seems it's like they don't like Conan it. It's a Conan plan. It's just <laughs> yeah. nobody thought about it for even a second. Nobody even thought to think about it. They were like, that sounds like a good plan. Like, well, they can't take him if we tie him down. And uh, what if they try? I'm going to hit him. <laughs> that yeah, sounds it good. Like, it looked like this was going to be like a resurrection ritual or like a like a healing ritual. But then the demons come and Mako isn't like, oh, yeah, this happens all the time. Let me shoot some fireballs at these ghosts. He's just crying. He's like, oh, this is so fucked up. There's ghosts. <laughs> yeah, he has no idea. It's just... He was just going to, like, pretend. It's just like, oh, I'm sorry. It didn't work. He's, you know, I tried. Don't kill me. This dude's a full grifter. He's just like a snake oil salesman in the middle of the desert, just drawing random tattoos on this dead guy. Like, oh, this is totally work. I've done this before. Well, and also remember, the girl is, he's like, there will be a price to pay. 
And the girl character, yeah. who doesn't have a name, is instantly like, oh, I'll pay it. I'll pay the price. Yeah, we, I'm in love with him. You didn't mm-hmm. have to say it. We know you're the one yeah, paying we know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not going to be the hilarious wizard guy. It's not going to be Tsubotai Archer and Thief. Like, with, it's going to be the girl that didn't get a name yet. Yep. <laughs> so the next plan they have is a little bit better. They they cover themselves in rad, like, camouflage paint. And is they it just, I think it's pretty good. They kind of just go in quiet, and then they just go crazy. Like they, Again, just Arnold sneaking. The just visual yeah. of Arnold in that enormous Buick of a body just trying to, like, <laughs> tiptoe around. You're like, no. No, you can just, like, you can feel the him coming through yeah. the floor. There's no way. That's you can hear his muscles man. creaking from, like, six blocks away. Well, and they also happened to show up during their, like, five o'clock orgy time, so that was on their right. side. Yeah, they're just <laughs> huge, magical snake orgy, which is orgy, great. Orgy and uh, human pea soup eating yeah. hour. Pea soup they make with such human a head. big deal of that. They're, like, bring out this cauldron. Yeah. They, like show the entire like ceremonial procession to put it. Conan there. knocks it over in the middle of the fight. He's like, you know what? Fuck your guys' soup. And it doesn't do <laughs> anything. It doesn't hurt anybody. Yeah, it just it's like not makes like the they stairs sl- wet. That's not even like a Home Alone trap. It does nothing. He just fucks their dinner up. <laughs> they That's just another made, like, moment where I, I was sure I knew it was going to happen. Like, oh, he's going to spill the big soup on them and like scold them. And that's going to be how he gets rid of a bunch of the guys. And then they're like, no, it's just soup. It's their dinner. Also, it has body parts in it. Yeah. And a girl picks up a hand and like licks soup off the hand because there's just a full hand in the soup and like a head. And then the soup is just used as like a comedy thing, almost like a slapstick Conan plan. (laughs) I have uh, two comments from the commentary I'd like to share with you. One of them was, I was getting laid a lot in this movie. It's amazing. (laughs) And there's one from this scene that where Arnold says, there's a corpse that's got really big tits. (laughs) (laughs) Ghoulish. Jesus Christ. He's just just a dog. Somebody taught to talk. If it still (laughs) has all its holes, Arnold is into it. Like... Thirty years later, he would he would become a sentient being, like <laughs> like in two thousand five, he he became self aware, and that's and then he's like, oh god, I've got to do some different stuff. But up until then, he was just just a pile of reactions. I did notice that they were only eating women. Don't know if you noticed that there were no nude male corpses that were like hung up in the background for to be made into food. It was all well, women. Of like, course, like chickens and cows, you don't you you eat the ladies. <laughs> The, apparently, the apparently that was the rule. Man meat, man meat's not very tender. Anyway, that's the plan, and it works. It works. <laughs> the plan, plan. Is, is to paint themselves in irrelevant camouflage and sneak Arnold in <laughs> at subterfuge, and then once they're in there, just fucking kill everybody. Right. And then they take the princess and run, and they kill some more people, and it's awesome. Yeah. They almost get away, except for they don't realize Thulsa Doom can turn a snake into an arrow. Oh my god, yeah, that was, yeah, so, okay, that's another, he picks up the snake, he whispers to it, seek, and you're like, Mm -hmm. okay, it's gonna, like, spy on them, and then he pulls it straight, (laughs) turns it into an arrow, and shoots it into the woman, and I'm like, how could I ever have known? (laughs) I think his magic only works for women, because there's no reason he would want to hit the woman, he'd want to get Arnold, Yeah, but, uh... I think it just, the snake's like, all right, if you're not going to specify, I'm going for that hot lady. And come on, like, you would go for Arnold. Even if you if you were presented with three targets, he's eight times the size of that yeah. one. 
The threat is clear. <laughs> barely holding on to that horse or camel. He's just like flopping all over. Just You can nail him so easily, but he, he shoots the woman, of course. And as she's dying, she says the hardest core fucking thing. Says, let me breathe my last breath into your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lydia didn't like it. You got no sense of romance, Lydia. <laughs> It's nasty. <laughs> it's so hard. Right. It well, is filled no with toothbrushes in that world. There's yeah. no toothbrushing at all. That's true. And he does have buzzard lice in his mouth <laughs> as an actor. Not even now the character. Have, the character has worse. fucking soul. You're going to have soul in your mouth. Soul and lice. <laughs> Just uh, all up in your grill. There's a scene uh, I wanted to mention before we get too far past it is I think it's the movie's only flaw. It's it's when um, Sven Thorson, the guy that's in every Arnold movie, he plays the guy with uh, the henchman with bangs. Thor Graham, I think, is his name in the movie. Anyway, he has the hammer and he swings it and he knocks down that entire pillar, and like you know, it's all falling. And then it cuts to his face, like he's like, "Did I do that?" But he <laughs> yeah, like he's, he's kind of sorry, like, "Oh yeah, shit, it's such that a, was a really strange nice expression." <laughs> yeah, it was. It's like they were going for this Urkel gag, but like he missed by so much as an actor that I, I'm like. What the fuck was that reaction? Is that the best take they could get? Anyway, that's my only my only uh, fault with Conan the Barbarian. Guy with comically large circus hammer is is just seated all throughout this movie. We haven't, we haven't discussed him much, but yeah. he's great in that he just doesn't seem to ever know what he's doing in the movie. Like they, it seems like somebody pointed him one direction and he just realized he's going the opposite direction in like right. every take. Like, oh, shit. Oh, going to go over here with my... Huge inflatable hammer, I guess. <laughs> I do like in Conan's village in the start of the movie, some guy sees that giant hammer. He's like, I got an idea. I'm going to stand perfectly still with my shield up. And he's like, dude, this is a hammer. He hits a right in the shield with it. Fucking guy's dead as hell. <laughs> Their next plan is another fantastic one. They basically lay an ambush for Thulsa Doom and his men. And they just like pop out and wreck everybody. They kill... At least seven stunt horses. Uh, Mako trap turns food. out. To, I love yeah, the trap, trap food. It's, it's excellent. It's excellent trap. Speaking as an yes. expert trappist, I, uh, <laughs> I love their traps. Like all the right. classics on display there. And I want to uh, say the, the circus hammer guy, there was mm-hmm. a reason they, they highlighted him, and it's all paid off here. When he, he goes Fantastic and he death. sees Conan's helmet, and he's like, Oh, strength test. Here it is. I was designed to do this. And he reels back and gives it a good solid bop. Only that's the trigger for a trap that kills him. So he, you knew he was going to strength it. test with that hammer. Conan yep. exploded that. And I just, love that he thinks he's like outsmarted Conan. He's like, haha, the fool has decided to crouch there in plain sight. And but doesn't I'm realize he has a smashable head. <laughs> and he hits it. And Spike comes, hits him in the stomach. Oh, it's... Fantastic. Fucking Looney Tunes. It's, it's pure Looney Tunes. It's totally a, a Bugs Bunny gag. And I just, it's, it's so good. Yeah, but, uh, and that's, that's, yeah, it's surprising. Like, I literally gasped when he got spiked. Yeah, and Arnold, like, walks up and just gets right in his face, like, you fucking died to Looney Tunes. Watch <laughs> you bleed out. bullshit. I thought you'd just laugh. I thought you and I would share a laugh at how, how stupid this was. You fell for it. I have Looney Tunes, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Arnold impression. That's the one right there. Leading with that. <laughs> so they, the other before, guy, this, before this, they had burned oh, the this. woman. And uh, it's important right. she had a Viking funeral and, and the gods mm-hmm. embraced her or something. Yeah, so for sure. Just want to lay that groundwork. You were about to talk to the other guy. 
Yeah, well, because Arnold's kind of losing the next fight. The other henchman is a bit much for him, kind of gets a drop on him. It's not going well, but then she shows up. Sandy shows up as a Valkyrie and, like, hits him in the face with the sunlight beam. And that's Off all of her, like, to... sultry, mystical armor. Like, that's her yeah. role, is now she's got, like, form-fitting sultry armor. And it dazzles mm-hmm. in the sun, and it blinds him with her form. Yes. <laughs> ah, that's, that's, her, that's her big role. I think we forgot to mention, too, that earlier she said something about how, like, if I die, I would come back and I would kick ass with you or something. Yeah, I she what kept the line her promise. Was exactly, but it was like I'm so yep. in love with you that I would not let death separate us. And since or there's two least... more movies, I'm assuming she probably disappears forever. <laughs> I don't know. We'll get to that. We'll get to Conan and the Destroyer, which is crazy in so many new and wonderful ways. But I love this whole scene because uh, obviously they, they kind of have some powers now. Like they got a Valkyrie on their side. Conan has killed the only threats to him in a fight. And then Thulsa on the way out, like all of his men are dead. He starts to run away. But on the way out, he's like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm going to shoot a little sucker arrow into the princess. Going to stiff snake her. Yeah, he's going to stiff snake her. (laughs) (laughs) And then they just jump in the way, block it with the shield. I think Subotai gets the block. So Thulsa Doom like couldn't even land this petty cheap shot. And he has to run away while they cheer. Like a total bitch. Just humiliated. You kind of think that's the end of the movie and like maybe they're going to yeah. leave him out there. The way that the way that it's shot and framed and the way that they celebrate, you're like, okay, yeah, this is the over. end. Like They're going to go back but with the princess. Not. The threat is still out there and it's not over. <laughs> and they just, uh, they cut immediately to them sneaking back into his temple again. For some again reason. Again with Arnold. <laughs> just, just to fuck him up. Just because, you know what? Fuck you. You're not getting out of this. You're not going to be right. a big bad guy like looming on the horizon. So they sneak back in, this time with the princess's help. And again, you're supposed to believe that Arnold can sneak around. Like, <laughs> You can see this his enormous shadow just like dwarfing the guards. And they're like not blinking and turning around. Like He's the worst guy to sneak around, but it works. It works so well. Yeah. He, he gets, makes it right backstage at Thulsa Doom's like, Trump rally. And he's <laughs> like turns around and he's like, oh, hey, I see you. And his only defense was to walk up to him and uh, give him like the, the M. Bison speech. Like the, hey... It's such I didn't a even bold think anything gambit. of it. Yeah, but like the day I touched your life was the most important thing that's ever happened to you, and like all of your trauma, I gave that to you. That's why you're so badass. I turned For you into who a wheel. Is dump. your father? Yeah. Yes. If not yeah. I. He basically right. says, "Luke, I am your father." Yeah. Like <laughs> let's try. That's Look, true. I've, I've got no sword. He's just he's an unstoppable fucking fury golem. I'm just gonna go for the dad gambit. I'm just gonna <laughs> look. Could you stab maybe your I'm your dad. You couldn't stab your daddy. <laughs> maybe I'm your dad, right? No, that's not gonna work. He like seems to realize no, right? But yet no, <laughs> no you didn't. Come you didn't on. go for that one. That's so, cool. This is some of the greatest storytelling ever done because we skipped over this the last scene, but uh, the second henchman was using his father's sword, Arnold's father's sword, from the beginning of the movie. In, the, in that fight, Arnold cuts it in half with his new Atlantean sword, and he takes the remains of it, just like eight inches of jagged blade, and that's what, right now, he jams into Thulsa Doom's neck. So instead of saying, like, oh my god, you're right, you're my dad, he's just like, no, fuck you. This is my dad. This sword, this sword yeah. is my dad. And then... Meet my just, fucking sword, dad. <laughs> over the course of two very clumsy chops... His new sword dad hacks off Thulsa Doom's head and he just holds it up. He's like, fuck you. For Here's such your a long head. time. Just like oh, it's quietly. So good. 
And then everyone just everybody ceremoniously. <laughs> yeah. Well, he throws it down. The st- he just bowls it like a bocce ball down the steps, yeah. and then he sits there. He just stands there, like, okay, mm-hmm. what are you going to do now? Like, I'm not they running like, away. I'm not. But they I don't like have know what speech. to do. This is in their cult manual. It's like if someone comes up and hacks your leader's head off, everyone slowly get in a single file line and and you know douse your torch. That's what you do when this happens. Like they, they did. know they had a protocol for like if if a barbarian comes up and chops off his head and bolts it down the stairs and then stands there quietly. I love that he stands there <laughs> quietly and he has no next step. He's just like the yeah. end, right, guys? It's the best. Yeah, the they all have to agree. This is full Conan nerd here. Maybe this is entry level Conan nerd, but like. This sword got its own three-act story. And, in, and if you were a, a, a full dork, you could argue that this movie is... This is, a, this is the main character of the movie. The is story this sword. of the sword. The story of the sword. It's all it's like... It's a little steel. Because this sword was forced by his father, had a big speech about it, got taken away from his dead body, used to cut off the head of Conan's mom. Conan, you know, did all kinds of unspeakable things while in the hands of Conan's worst enemies... And then Conan cut it in half, and they're like, oh, that story's over. But no, it comes back and kills the guy from the beginning, and then it's finally over. Because Conan throws the broken sword after the head. And I'm just saying, like, this is some good writing. Without any irony, this is (laughs) good writing. To have this much story for just a sword... I guess if it was about the sword, but it seemed like they were setting up. They said in the beginning that Conan uh, rules his own land in time or something. Mm-hmm. And then you sure. do the whole movie, and he's in front of all these people that worship Fulsa Doom, and he's killed Fulsa Doom. And I thought, oh, this is how he gets his kingdom. He's also been offered, like, unlimited riches by the other king who says, you could make a kingdom with these riches. So he's got the money, he's got the people. Oh, yeah. No, that's not nope. the story. Agent about. of chaos. Yep. <laughs> nope. Well, Conan. Conan is the saga. Like Conan is hundreds of years of of hundreds of books, and I'm saying this movie is sort of the story about this sword. I don't like to make this case too much. That only be like one of those guys is like, well, the city is one of the characters of the the show. But like this, it's framed in a way that you can have this discussion. It doesn't seem like we're going to, but that's like, I think a way to look at the movie that. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It does work if you look at it that way, for sure. Like, it's a good arc for the sword. Be- right. Much better than for Conan. He had I a hero's fully journey. Believe Conan the, had a the, fucking bender. <laughs> yeah, Conan was just a loose maniac. <laughs> and then some, some stuff happened around him that made a story. And I think, I, think, I think the writers, I would give them that credit. I, I would say I could probably see your interpretation as their the, as their intention, I do think there are some elements. The writer is Academy like, Award winning Oliver Stone. I mean, the yeah, writer I is do a think genius. They, he, he knew what he was doing, <laughs> but then he also knew what he was doing enough to just break every rule because he thought it'd be fun. Like, what if what right. if this guy? What if this guy's just a maniac that doesn't listen to me at all as I go through this? And that's 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 what the movie <laughs> was. Was Conan just fucking rampaging was. through his screenplay? <laughs> uh, <laughs> And yeah, I don't know how disruptive the coup was, but it happened while they were filming in Spain. It's like they did kind of have a reset on the government or a partial reset on the government. But I mean, they were in the wilderness fucking around with vulture breeders. I don't think that happened. The movie itself was such an agent of chaos. It's a a miracle anybody survived this movie. This movie should have just resulted in the death of every (laughs) single actor and all cast and crew. How now, do we know that the Dino movie De didn't start the coup? <laughs> <laughs> didn't Dino De Laurentiis do... Uh, wasn't he part of Apocalypse Now? Wasn't he a producer on Apocalypse Now? Was he? 
I, I didn't thought know he it. might be. I know he was on Flash Gordon, which again is another yeah. one of those production stories where it's like, what the fuck was? I'm starting to think it might be him. It might be him. <laughs> the he guy might just the be a lunatic who fed vultures to his lead actor. <laughs> maybe maybe didn't have the best idea of like how to run a movie set. Like there are multiple <laughs> movies that devolve into just pure chaos with body counts and just dog attacks. If that happens multiple times, like once, okay. That's just a fun accident. Multiple dog attacks, maybe somebody's steering those dogs. <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, I, I want to ask Lydia something really quick. Okay. So, this movie ends with the narrator. Once again, just like, it, just like you said at the start, they tell us that he's going to become king by his own hand. And the movie ends with, him become, with the, a shot of him while the narrator says, and he became king by his own hand and that's another story do you think the next movie is about that oh my god i hope yeah i do that last shot it is, is not <laughs> well do i should think have the known. third movie is about that the third movie yeah where it's red sonia so he's, he's like a side character do you do you think they resolved that in the third movie well yeah i'm gonna say yeah did they do it in the they third? do not <laughs> <laughs> to this day, they still have never, they have not made Conan the Conqueror that explains how he became a king. They made multiple movies teasing that storyline, just never did it. Fucking right. Agent of Chaos, I love it so much. This proves they that, I, once again, I'm very bad at predicting Conan. I'll just never be able to figure it out. <laughs> they've got to make it someday. Like, they made the new Conan, it wasn't very good with Jason they Momoa. They better fucking was, hurry. <laughs> they better hurry. But... That last uh, shot was my is... favorite of the movie, of him sitting on the throne. I was like, that looks badass. You can tell they pulled it yeah. directly from a comic. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, it's so, it's so, like, it's so teasing. It, it gets your imagination firing. It's such a good idea. And then you hear that it's getting a sequel, and then the sequel comes out, and you're like, it's not about that at all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? And then you hear that there's a spinoff, and you're like, okay, maybe they're, they're going to hash this out in the spinoff. He's the king, and he's going to commission... Red Sonia, like, take over. Nope, not about that either. No. Nope. <laughs> like, what? Everybody's just been baffled for several decades now as they continue to ignore this and talk about it. It's called Conan the Conqueror. We know it, it has a title. No, they refuse to make it. All the actors killed themselves. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt! Einstein Hunter Frankfurt! Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the 1900 Hot Dog Dancers. These are your Supremes. Three Finger Louie, Adam Ruth, Adrian H. Ooh, doing the robot, it's Aiden Mua. Alpha Scientist Javo, Armando Nava, Benjamin Siranen, Brandon Garlock, Brienne Whitney, Chase McPherson. Children love the meat melee, yes they do. Oh, hey, also doing the robot, it's Chris Brower, Dan Bush. The artist, formerly known as Devin, the laziest man on Mars, Dean Costello, 
Dr. Awkward. Hey, it's Eric Spalding. Oh, hey, third robot. It's Fancy Shark. Hi, Fancy Shark. Haraka. Jaber L8. Jamie Gordon. Jeremy Neal. Next up, it's the J Squad. That's right. Dance troupe within a dance troupe. Here's uh, John. John McCammon. John Minkoff. Josh Fabian. Josh S. That's your J Squad. K&M. Lyman. Mark. Matt Riley. Hey, Mike Styles. Moju. ND. Stop. Stop doing the robot, ND. We have enough. Neil Bailey. Neil Schaefer. Nick Ralston. Nick H. Patrick Herbst. Holly Poisuo. Rhea. Uh, Rhea, come on. The stage is crowded with robots here. I'm dying. Rich Joslin. Timmy Leahy. Toasty Guy. Tom Sekula. Yosarian. Zachary Evans. Zadarfan. And Flamenco dancing for us tonight. It's Matt Cortez. That's... Fuck, that's the robot, Matt. God damn it. 